Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Thanks for joining me on the breakfast huddle. It's me, Ryan Huang, with the bigger picture. Now, lots to unpack as we got a slew of earnings coming through. So, a mixed picture overall coming through from the likes of Visa, Mastercard. Intel and much more down the road and also the GDP data coming through looking mixed even though it looks like we got a better than expected print looking into the details there are some warning signs things could slow down in the coming months let's unpack it with Yip Jing Rong he is the market strategist for IG morning Jing Rong how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Ryan. I'm good. Hey, TGIF. Now, let's talk about what's playing out in the markets overall. So, I am looking at quite a subdued start to the Asian trading day, but overnight, it was quite a strong move with the Nasdaq leading the way up 1.8%. Walk us through what's happening right now. What's the market sentiment that you are seeing? Yes, so uh, overnight, I think we, we see that the major U.S. indices have delivered another uh, strong showing. You mentioned, you know, the Nasdaq is pulling ahead from the Dow. So the Nasdaq is up around 1.8%. The S&P is also up uh, more than 1%. So largely, uh, growth stocks in the lights of uh, mega cap are taking uh, leadership once more. Uh, but on the other front, uh, energy stocks also outperform overnight. So that potentially may reflect, you know, some market positioning for the release of another quarter of uh, stellar earnings uh, up ahead. So with that, I think the energy sector is just uh, 1.8% away from delivering a new uh, eight-year high. So that will be one to watch uh, over the coming weeks. And if you look at the earnings season so far, I think uh, 25% of S&P 500 companies have released their results and 70% of them have actually outperformed earnings expectations. So I think this comes on the back of, you know, beaten down uh, market expectations for a corporate earnings so that provides a low watermark for outperformance and that seems to have been uh, materializing to some extent and kind of supports a less uh, worse than fear uh, environment so i think if you look at uh, s&p 500 a key point to note is that it's now attempting a bullish crossover between its uh, 50 day and 200 day uh, moving average for the first time since uh, march uh, last year so currently it seems that our buyers are in control yeah, it looks like the bar was lowered to some extent. So if you look at the fourth quarter GDP data for the US that came through overnight, we got a print of 2.9%. That's slightly above consensus forecast of 2.8%. At the same time, representing a bit of a cool down from the third quarter reading. It's a bit of a mixed bag here. Yes, so with the release of a stronger than expected you know, US GDP, uh, if you look at the initial uh, market reaction to that data, it was kind of uh, lackluster at the start before you know, equity bulls uh, ultimately uh, retained control into the second half of the uh, trading session. So as you mentioned, that we have seen this outperformance in US fourth quarter GDP, 2.9% uh, versus the 2.6% uh, forecast. And accompany that with the U.S. Uh, durable goods figure overnight as well. Uh, we are seeing some uh, stronger uh, reading. Uh, durable goods came in at 5.6% versus the 2.5% uh, forecast. So overall, this points to a more resilient uh, U.S. economy. But deep down, I think uh, pockets of uh, economic weakness uh, were still presented. If you look at the uh, much lower than expected consumer spending mm. figure. So consumer spending came in at 2.1%. The expected figure was around 2.9%. So some are underperformance there. And if you look at the resilience of this uh, fourth quarter GDP number, it's largely brought on by you know inventory building and also uh, falling imports, improving the overall net trade. So that kind of questioned the uh, sustainability of recent strength. But nevertheless, I think at least for now, it helps to put uh, recession fears in the backseat. 
So I think the upcoming data ahead today will be the U.S. core uh, PC price index. So current forecasts are pointing to another moderation in pricing pressure. So we will see how it goes. Yeah, you talked about the inventory build-up. There's a question mark whether they still need to do so in the first quarter. And if you look at the earnings coming through from Visa and MasterCard, it kind of indicates that consumer spending may be starting to shift as people start to be more conscious. Yes, so I think when we look at earnings from uh, Mastercard and Visa, uh, definitely all eyes from the markets are on whether you know the higher interest rate environment and uh, still elevated pricing pressure. Uh, whether those will continue to have a squeeze on uh, consumer spending. And uh, looking at the latest uh, quarter results, I think uh, some resilience have been presented. Mastercard and Visa have both delivered uh, profits above expectations. But for the case of MasterCard, I think market seems to place their focus on their uh, weaker than expected uh, revenue guidance for the current quarter. So market consensus was expecting an 11% revenue growth for this quarter, but the company's uh, guidance was for a single-digit growth. So it kind of reflects that the economic environment may still continue to lose steam and there's still some uh, downward pressure on the consumer uh, spending outlook. But nevertheless, I think for now, uh, resilience is still the narrative for both companies. I mean, uh, current earnings growth has slowed, uh, but that kind of presented a less uh, worse-than-fear picture. And uh, comparing both, I think uh, MasterCard has a bigger exposure to uh, Asia-Pacific as compared to a visa. So likely there's some benefits there from the uh, delayed reopening of uh, borders uh, in the region that may provide some uh, earning support uh, in the form of a pan-out travel demand for now. Uh, but I think through uh, 2023, as a pan-out demand uh, continues to unwind, then that may present a clearer picture on the overall uh, consumer environment ahead. Yeah, talking about demand in the consumer space, I've uh, been bracing for this in the semiconductor chip space. People just not buying as many devices as before. So the likes of Intel have been looking towards no, not as good a quarter as before. So significant declines in pretty much every metric, sales, profit, gross margin and outlook. Investors sold the stock overnight, 9% down in extended trading. How bad is it for you, Injurong, um, and is it going to get worse? Yeah, so definitely not a very uh, pretty picture for Intel. I mean, if you look at Intel's uh, share price, which is a relative performance with the broader uh, U.S. semiconductor sector, uh, that seems to suggest that Intel has not been gaining uh, as much traction as its peers. So looking at its year-to-date, you know, its share price has rose to a lesser extent as compared to the overall U.S. semiconductor sector. And this underperformance is also visible if we stretch the uh, horizon, for example, out to you know three months, six months, or even up to a year. So not to mention the 9% uh, aftermarket drop in the uh, Intel share price uh, overnight on its uh, result release. So on the wider perspective, uh, the, the whole issue on the industry is that you know global shipments for PC has uh, collapsed by 28% in the fourth quarter. And uh, some research shows that, you know, an additional 5.6% decline is expected over the course of uh, 2023. So I think the pandemic tech boom is uh, largely behind us now. And with the uh, challenging economic outlook, it seems that, you know, individuals and uh, businesses uh, are holding off on uh, upgrading their PC models or even through a proper investment. So and I think this is reflected in uh, Intel's uh, guidance. I mean, they give a bleaker than expected uh, outlook on the PC market along with a uh, slowing growth in its uh, key data center division ahead. But largely to add on to all of these jitters, I think it was also mentioned that Intel has been losing market share in its uh, data center market as well, likely to its uh, rival uh, AMD. So overall, it's not a rosy path for the company ahead. I think the current uh, glut in the chips 
uh, will take some time to unwind. And in the meantime, I think profit margins uh, may continue to face some uh, downward pressure. Yeah, it looks like it might get worse before it gets better for Intel. Thanks so much for helping us to wrap up the latest on the earnings front from Visa, Mastercard, as well as the fourth quarter GDP for the US. You may chat with Yip Jun Rong. He is the market strategist for IG. Jung, thanks for your time and have a great weekend in advance. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.